Hello, podlings. Masameda. Masameda. And we're not saying master meda, which is what I originally thought you were saying. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> but it's M A S space A M E W D A. Can you picture who that is, podlings? Because I certainly couldn't. He's part of the Blue Man Group. <laughs> he's part of the. <laughs> With a, a little bit of a... He's gone a bit rogue with his hairstyle. <laughs> this is just a general overview of his character. This isn't... This doesn't go into depth into his, like, character design or concept art or anything like that. This is just really an overview of his of his little story that I think is important and I didn't know. So I'm thinking other people didn't know. And here we fucking are. Here we so fucking are. And enjoy. if you... And Podlings, just before you get into it, if you still don't know who we're talking about, just keep listening. It'll come. <laughs> You. It'll come to you. Okay? Enjoy. Podlings. <laughs> Podlings. Who the fuck is Masameda? <laughs> Tell me. It's actually a great name to say fast, you know? Masameda. 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 Sounds Italian. Masameda. It means more meat, please. <laughs> no, I'm joking. So we meet Masameda in The Phantom Menace. That's the first time that we see him. Yes. And he's like prequel character. Cool. Who is he? He's the blue dude <laughs> who sits next to good old Palpsy boy. Yeah. He's in the Senate. Political. He's like a political dude. His species. He's an amphibious sentient species. Oh. Explains why he's blue. Oh, humanoid, of blue course. Boy. And he is called Chagrian is his species Chagrian. name. Okay. But they sort of sit in that family like the Twi'leks and, and yeah. the Togrudas. Like they have this, some similar features. Yeah. Like he's got these sort of mandrels that sit over his shoulders, but then at the end of the mandrels, they're actually like tentacles, but they look like horns. Right. Yeah. I've, but, I'm just looking at a photo of him. Yeah. It is a bit, it is a bit strange, but it is very similar to your He has, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so he has like two horns that sit at the end of his like mandrel things. And then he has two horns that sit at the top of yeah. his head as well. I would say kind of scary character design. Yeah. All in all. Dude's a bit terrifying. It's almost like if a Twi'lek and a Zabarak yeah. had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100% and that's what took the ugly features. It's like features. a little soft, a little hard. Yeah. Where did these like bone things come from? You know what it is? It's like his weird, it's, it's like the weird fleshy hair kind of makes me think of, um, I don't know why, but it makes me think of mm-hmm. like, you know, in the olden day when they used to wear the, the powdered wigs, the olden day. Yeah. It reminds me of that, like the white wigs that they would used to wear in like those courtrooms and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't look like, yeah, like that George, really. I think of George Washington. Yes, like, yes, it's exactly like, like that. They wore these weird fucking wigs. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except it's blue. <laughs> it's a little weird little Except it's his skin. Pretty cool. They're a pretty cool species design on its own. This episode is not about that. This episode is about the specific character, Masamita. Which is probably, yeah, the only one we've seen. He is... No, there's others. I don't know their names or where yeah, we see them, yeah. but he's not the only okay. one. He's just like the most famous one. <laughs> but even saying that, he is not that big of a character in the sense that when you say his name, you don't know who he is. No, no. And if, you st- if you've listened to the podcast so far and you still don't know who it is, he's the guy, and you probably heard it in the sound bit at the start, but he's the guy <laughs> that says, Order! We will have order. And there's a bit of rowdiness in that big um, council room. 
the Senate. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. So, like, when we're talking about the films, not that big of a character. He is in The Clone Wars, still not that big of a character. But he is probably one of the biggest characters in Star Wars. Interesting. Bold claims. Interesting. I'm sure, I'm sure I, of course, once you start to talk about it, once you start to learn about it, you're like, absolutely, he's fucking huge. But (laughs) at the same time, when I first started, I was like, who the fuck is this dude? Why is there so much information about him? So after the original trilogy, timeline wise, there's what is called the Aftermath trilogy, which is like novels that came out. And it talks about what happens between that time and the sequels. Right. Okay. And if I've learned anything from my research on this dude, I need to read this trilogy. Wait, so he's still alive after the originals? Yes. Jesus. So let's 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 get into this. And it's and it's he's in it a lot because his character is so fucking important. Right. right? He started out just as a senator for his home planet, which is called Chimpala. And then he moved up. He became the vice chair for Chancellor Valorum, who was the dude that Palpsy Boy got overturned, right? So he, like, chucks good old Chancellor Valorum out out of his fucking position. He eats him out (laughs) off the the Senate floor to his death. No. (laughs) And then Palpatine takes over. And Masamita keeps his job. So Masamita still is vice chair Mm. for the senate at this time and palpatine takes over they end up becoming like really close palpatine and masa mita oh cute (laughs) so cute so when palpatine changes the republic to the empire he anoints amita as grand vizier of the empire on his ruling council okay uh, he makes him a high it's a higher role yeah. it's extremely important it's like he's in his cabinet very important role and he has a lot of power so he's the second most powerful person in the empire and at the time he was the sep- second most powerful person in the republic yeah so like we talk a lot about how palpatine has manipulated so many people but he's not doing it alone yeah of course <laughs> masamita is his right hand masamita is also one of the very few people who knew that palpatine was a dark lord and was cool with it he knew he was sidious and was like Let's go. <laughs> greedy, yeah. greedy guy. You, you know, this yeah. is all making me think of like Game of Thrones and how you have your hand of the mm. king and and your grand maester yes. and stuff. It's like a very high ranking. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. I really like this. I know. And I was like, what the actual fuck? How come I've not like looked into this dude before? Yeah. So it gets more interesting, right? So he's super powerful. Okay, that makes sense. Right. When we're talking about politics, he's second in command. Of course, he has power. And of course, he knows Palpatine's deep, dark secret, because how the fuck else could Palpatine do what he wanted to do without his right hand knowing what's going on? Obviously, this dude's super greedy. Um, He's known for being like a coward, (laughs) which probably also helped Palpatine in this role. You know what I mean? He he can use these sort of things against him. Where it gets interesting and why he's such an important character, I think, design in this whole thing is that he's kind of a link. 
He's like an answer to questions, right? And like we've talked about this a lot that there's some there's a lot of missing information after the original trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Sure, Palpatine dies, quote unquote dies. Yeah. <laughs> Masamita is meant to take over, right? Because he's second in command. Oh, right. Well, how the system works was that he was second in command, but he didn't have full command over the Empire's army. Right, he didn't have any military control. Oh. Although, although he was semi like respected in the sense, as soon as Palpatine died, his military leaders refused to listen to Masamita, and they all started to fight for their own power. Oh, right, true. all of these military generals and leaders and stuff. So it turns into absolute chaos, and Masamita is like losing control of the empire because he can't control the military, and like there's so many people fighting for power. Like some of the military people were like joining forces yeah and then trying to it was a whole thing (laughs) it's crazy and then masamita struggling right he's struggling to have any sort of control he he goes to and this is where i i'm kind of excited by this is that he goes to mon mothma and princess leia because he's like i need to i need to make a move that's going to save my life he goes to princess leia and mon mothma Who's the senator we get to meet, like, properly in Andor. Uh, yep. Yes. Um, and he surrenders, and then they say, like, your surrender's useless because you're, you're not giving us the empire because you have no military control, right? Like, it's useless. So until you can have, you can surrender the empire with, <laughs> with its military, don't come back. Right. And so he goes, he gets control of the military eventually, and then he signs it over to the New Republic that's how we get to the sequels. Interesting. Okay. So he's a real, what do you call it? Leech. Really latches on to whatever, you know, whatever he can. One of the, one of the, sorry, one of the important parts of this is that there is a general that controlled the military. It finally got some sort of control over the military. Yeah. And then obviously Masamita tried to, to rein that general in. It didn't work. And, and then that general died, which made... Masamita, the controller of the military as well as the Empire, and that's when he decided to sign it over. Instead of surrender himself and the Empire over to Mon Mothma, he signs it over to the New Republic. Right, okay. Making him the entire reason for the Empire's downfall. (laughs) Stupid blue fuck. Yeah, like because of his absolute fucking chaos and like lack of respect and lack of control, he fumbles and signs it away right so he really relied on palpatine's you know i mean completely there was no i think there was no backup plan to you know what would happen if palps and palpatine probably wouldn't even allow that if it if he tried right you know what i mean he would never allow like what the fuck i'm not gonna die yeah (laughs) it wasn't part of the plan (laughs) isn't this wild it's crazy i just had no idea that i know such a massive role that's crazy Massive role. Yeah. I accident. I was just looking up like a species design and I was going to talk about the Chagrians and then I accidentally sort of went into this rabbit hole Yeah. of Masamita and I was <laughs> like, there's like, I just, it makes me feel like a little bit of a shitty Star Wars fan <laughs> for not knowing this because it's like so obvious and he's a character that you can look up mm. but still he just seems like a side character. That eventually gets like so much depth. Yeah, it means so much. Yeah. That's great, and that that seems to be happening more and more. And I'm gl- like, this is making me think that you know, when you said at the start of the episode, when he's a character that is a, a link 
between the originals and the sequels, it makes me think... Because that's when um, Mando takes place. It takes place after the originals, after the Empire has fallen and the Republic are, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to... Sorry, the Rebellion army is trying to take back the galaxy. And it just makes you think, like, oh, I wonder, you know... Is that something we can potentially see? Because because all because all that's happening while Mando's just out doing his own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then on top of that, because he's a character that was also in the prequels, like he's across at this point, he's he's almost across all three trilogies. Um, well, so is Palpatine. Yeah, exactly. So, so he could pop up in anything, yeah. really, like in any time era at all. Like he could even show yeah. up in the second season of um, of Andor as like. You know, maybe he rocks up with Mon Mothma or whatever. The sort of beauty of this is because he is the, like, he, he is an antagonist in the prequels. He's, like, a hidden antagonist in the original trilogy. He's a hidden antagonist that they refer to in the in Andor and Mandalorian. Like, he, he exists, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, it's kind of cool. I think that this is something that Disney's done well. Yeah. When yeah. adding to a character and having things link in a very subtle way. I think this is something they've done really well. It's like, it's crazy to think that it w- it's not obvious that like Palpatine's second in command would have some sort of role in all of this. Yeah. And to be, yeah, in, in cahoots to a level of, he even knows he's the, a Dark Lord like of the Sith. Like that's wild. Yeah. And I even thought too that like maybe we'll get to see a little bit more of this or or allude to a bit more of it in Andor. Surely, right? Like, surely that political side yeah. will sort of keep going and, and get more intense and higher-level people will be involved. And he's, you know, without showing Palpatine, he's, he'd be the highest person to, to involve in that scene. I, I think I think it's possible. And I like that stuff. Like, that, that was one thing that I really liked about the prequels and, and going back to how it reminded me of Game of Thrones. That's something that was fascinating about Game of Thrones is, is, is this really nice balance of, you know, war and good and evil and blah, blah, blah. But also it's not just that. There's all this other political, all this other political um, shenanigans <laughs> happening at the same time. And it, 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 it grounds it in reality. It makes you go compare it to what real life is like and, there's more things behind the scenes than you think. And it's, it's, yeah, I love it. I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's made me really excited about this character, which is someone I've always overlooked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me you too. I, mean? I didn't Obviously think of now. And now I really want to read um, some of the stuff in the Aftermath trilogy because it's also like, this would be such an interesting yeah. transition period to learn about, you know, in, in depth. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to order the books, but, um, it's exciting. Yeah, it's cool. I there is a fun fact, a little fun fact about this is his name is never mentioned in the prequel trilogy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, no one ever refers to him. No one even really looks no. at him. <laughs> Another body in the center. Yeah, and the and the one time like um the the moment that I remember the best of his like ca- like his character is how mm. how much of a Palpatine loyalist that he is is um when Palpatine's in that room. Yoda walks in and <laughs> they're like, you know, about to have this showdown and, and Masamita's just like, yeah, let's bounce and walks out. <laughs> like He's just out of there straight <laughs> away. Like, I'll just let these guys do their thing. <laughs> yeah, it's time for us to go. Yeah. Masamita. 
Yeah, very cool. He's got a lot. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of stories, too. Apparently, he's the one that destroys Yoda's lightsaber. What a dickwad. Oh, yeah, because Yoda... You, interesting. Wait, he destroys Yoda's lightsaber? Yeah. yeah. Masamita destroys Yoda's lightsaber. That must be... That must be um, Legends now. It must be. It's in the new... It's, it's canon. I don't know how it works and what the situation is. Because, yeah, because that makes me immediately think, like, how does Luke end up with it? Because, yeah, Yoda loses it in that battle with Palpatine in that Senate room. Like, drops it, and then right. he escapes, and he's obviously left it there. So they end up with it. And then I... Yeah, maybe he does destroy it, but then Luke goes on to find it and repair and, you know... But it's like, but then how does Luke end up with it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, this is, the whole, this is the whole fucking thing. This isn't a comic book that Masamita destroys Yoda's lightsaber. What an asshole. But can I tell you how he destroys how it? How does he destroy it? <laughs> how? How? <laughs> can you guess? Uh, well, and then this is why it survived? My, my, it's one of our My guess is that... He yeets it out a window in the Death Star and then shoots it with the Death Star. <laughs> oh my god, so dramatic. He throws it into a fire pit. Ah. What? The melt it melts. And we it. all know that if you throw something into a pit, it's gonna survive. Ah. Yoda's lightsaber is the chosen one. Yeah. That makes sense. Now we know how it ends up with Luke. It went into a pit, it obviously survived. And Luke's just like, oh, I am the chosen one. I'm just gonna yeet off this and I'm go just get gonna it find it <laughs> so good so random that is random i didn't really talk at all about much of his character design outside of his just overall career you know what i mean like this is all based on his career yeah but i will shout out the people who played him jerome blake plays him in the phantom menace yep and then david bowers plays him in episode two and three and then he is voiced by stephen stanton Interesting. In the Clone Wars. See, again, they did a good job. Didn't even notice he was played by different people. He's played by three different people. Wow. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> it's almost as many people as Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I like I like his just his his overarching story. I just one that was not I'm expected. Into it. That's for not sure. Not expected. Yeah. And super important to the timeline of you know yeah. these trilogies. So I hope you learned something today. Definitely learned more about <laughs> the blue I man. Did. I know, and this is another one where it's like we need to have, I think, a part two to sort of follow fill up in some of the and other yeah, gaps. Yep. But yeah, just a general overview of who the fuck Masamita is. Masamita. I'd like to know how they made the makeup and stuff of his character. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to know who's involved in this. Obviously, there's like the same sort of people we've talked about previously, the designers who've, you know, yeah. created the aliens and the prequels, yada, yada, yeah. and the art directors and stuff. But I'd like to... I'd like to find out more. Yeah, learn a bit more about his species and his, and his just, yeah, the design. But I like him, and now I'm intrigued to learn more. <laughs> yeah. so. We're going to have to get our hands on these aftermath Star Wars books, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And crack on. Podlings, do you did you know this? Like, <laughs> question mark? Did you know who the fuck he was and how big he was? Because there is information out there. There's like a lot of information yeah. because there's canon about this. So, but I just I just never came into contact with it. Never, now, so. never. I don't even. I'd like to know even, if, if I'm alone. How did you even come across this as like an episode to do? Did you just think of oh I remember that blue guy 
I'll do an episode on him. I like was looking up species to do a species design episode because I didn't have anything come to me. So I was like, oh, I'll do a species design yeah. episode. And I was like, oh, that guy, that guy's pretty cool. But we'd recently talked about like the Togrudas and mm. we haven't done an episode on the Twi'leks yet, but I was like, oh, this would be a kind of a cool yeah. In between, third yep. to this sort of species. They that's, they're all quite similar. similar. Yeah, that's true. But, um, and then I, and then I ran into Masamita and then that's, that's <laughs> next it. Thing's next thing's <laughs> next. Next thing's next. Do you reckon he, uh, do you reckon he drinks, uh, Jawa juice? I think that he does. I think he does too. And Podlings, I, I reckon he, he thinks it's delicious, just like we find it delicious. <laughs> and I think you would probably think it's delicious too if you tried it. But if you'd like to help us have some Jawa juice, you can head on over oh, to buymeacoffee.com slash podlingspodcast where you can buy us mm-hmm. some Jawa juice or several, however you feel like. Or even just hang out on that little site where you can find all our links to our social medias and where you can listen to our podcasts, which I'm sure you have your places yep. that you listen to us already. But that's probably the best way to find all our links. And as always, we love you, Podlings. Thank you for supporting us. We drop episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Hell yeah. Love you guys. Hell yeah. See you Tuesday or Thursday. Bye. Bye.